We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Friday. It's Friday. It is February 3rd, 2023. We have an eight-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by my buddy Keith Eiser, Eyes819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Oh man, it has been quite a day in the association, hasn't it? Uh, Thursday night slate has not been a lot of fun. Um, Alan, Alan Lem of Roto-Grinder just sent out a, a tweet that kind of summarized it. Um, it's perfect. Like the, the NBA slate on Thursday, we had Golden State play all kinds of shenanigans, um, listed Steph and Draymond questionable. Then Draymond gets ruled out like three minutes before lock, before their game locked. Um, Jalen Brunson gets scratched like five minutes before their game locks. Um, jam in all the quickly I could possibly fit in that three minutes, uh, and he did not do anything. And then Dylan Brooks and Donovan Mitchell both get ejected. So it, it has been a nightmare of a Thursday night slate. Hopefully this Friday one treats us a little bit better. Hope you played Garland. 
<laughs> I saw this stat <laughs> one and I was like, holy crap. But um, yeah, because Levert if you got survived, also. <laughs> if you survived breaking even on Thursday night, you did, you did well. Um, so I had someone tweet me that they can't trust my NBA advice anymore um, because of <laughs> this slate. So listen, um, <laughs> first of all, first of all, we do a first look podcast. Second of all, this slate was wild. I mean, <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I can't like project guys are going to get rolled out three minutes before the game. I do appreciate you listening, everyone. Um, hopefully, we are here to help. And I love feedback. Like uh, I'm giving this person a hard time, but I love feedback. I have feedback is great. But listen, there's been plenty of times that I'm wrong. But this slate is not the one to judge me on. <laughs> so, <laughs> we we will move on to this Friday slate. Um, what's up, YouTube? Hope everyone's having a fantastic Thursday weekend coming up. We got some NASCAR this weekend. Very excited for the clash on Sunday. Posted a free, free, one-time free article over there on Roto-Grinders for the clash. It's going to have my core plays on Sunday. I posted some early bets that I like that I'm, I already took some advantage of. Um, so, got a guy that I like at thirty to one. I I liked it at fifty to one earlier in the week, and it went fast to thirty to one. So I still think that thirty to one is something you can jump on. So check that out over there. And uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for NASCAR to be back. We have the Clash this weekend. Super Bowl next weekend, and then the Daytona 500 the weekend after that. So a few busy weekends for me, but very excited for the season to be back. We're here to talk some hoops. We get started with Portland at Washington. 237.5 total in this one. Washington is a a 4.5 point favorite. As far as the injury report here, um, Portland side, Grant is questionable. That could be huge. Nurkic and Winslow are out. On the Washington side, they're good to go. Um, Anthony Gill is out. That's it. We'll go Portland first. Um, no Nurkic. Nurkic already ruled out for this game. Nurkic out. Eubanks thirty eight hundred against Washington. Like here we go. First, first like value play that we're looking at on this slate is Drew Eubanks. What do you got here for Portland? Yeah, Eubanks should step into the starting lineup. He's only thirty eight hundred. We've seen him play thirty minutes in the spot. Without Nurkic four, it's a fantastic matchup against Washington. Um, no reason not to load up on him, in my opinion. Um, there, there is already other value with De'Aaron Fox out as well. So I don't think we're going to be lacking for value on the slate. Uh, but Eubanks is going to be a huge part of the build. Um, just he's going to make everything work at, at 3,800. We've got to talk about Damian Lillard. I mean, dude just keeps smashing. Um, he's putting like 40 points scoring 40 actual points seemingly every other night. Like, dude has just been on a roll here. Um, he's 10-6. I, I, you just have to play him at this point. He just keeps scoring. Um, those are the two main interests if Grant is in. Uh, if Grant is out, I think you can look a little bit deeper. Um, Hart was fairly popular last week and didn't, like, completely busted against Memphis. Uh, tough matchup there. He has a better matchup this time around. And if Grant is out, I think that that raises his rebounding um, expectation, especially with Nurkic already out as well. So 5,200 for Grant or for Hart rather, I wouldn't hate if Grant is out. Um, 
and then Nasir Little could play some minutes if Grant misses as well at, at 3,400. I'm pretty interested in the Portland side, not so much in the Washington side. So probably not going to be stacking this one, but there are going to be several, several useful pieces here on Portland. Yeah. I mean, I think that little call, if Grant sits, is huge. Um, 3,400, we've seen him recently play 30 minutes in a game. So, I mean, that's always the thing that I'm concerned with for him is minutes. Watford's going to get some minutes in this game. Probably plays more if Grant sits, but yeah, I mean, some some really solid potential value, which could, like you said, potentially lead to Lillard being lower owned on this slate. And I mean, if that happens, you definitely want to get some exposure to Dame here. On the Washington side, I mean, we have a healthy Beal. Kuzma, Porzingis priced up for Beal being out. I struggle with Washington. I think Porzingis still has like that ceiling to pay off 8,900 in any matchup. Kuzma with both of these other guys healthy and good to go. He'd be my least favorite of the group. Bradley Beal at 7,400. His price is really enticing. We talked about him against the Spurs the other night. Um, He had a a solid game at at 73 or 7,200 or whatever it was. Um, Outside of that, though, like, I mean, Gafford is going to need to play minutes in this game at 4,800. You, you know, Eubanks on the other side is my preferred cheaper center. Um, what are your thoughts here on Washington? Yeah, it, it's tough at the top um, because all three of them are healthy for what seems like the first time in a very long time. Like Beal, Kuzma, and Porzingis not played very much together this season. Um, Kuzma is way overpriced for those other two being healthy. Um, Beal like he just hasn't gotten the full run this season. Like they, they seem to want to limit him around 30 minutes. He's got a couple of games up in the 33 minute range, 34 minutes, but for the most part, they've kept them around 30 minutes this season. He is a little cheaper than we're used to paying for him. Um, so I don't mind a shot there, but Porzingis for the ceiling, I think is, is where I would look, especially with no Nurkic on the other side. Um, he should be able to have his way with, with Eubanks and Watford inside here. Um, so Porzingis is, is definitely my favorite time spending. I think you can take a look at Avdia as well. Um, he's shown a little ceiling here. Uh, they traded away Rui Hachimura, obviously. He's been seeing solid minutes around 30 each game since that trade um, and has a little ceiling. 5K, I think he's playable. Like I said, I'm going to be playing a ton of Portland, so I'm searching for stuff on Washington. I don't love it, but... Porzingis and Avdi, I think, are my two favorites. Um, Gafford, I don't mind Gafford either. You can certainly play him. Yeah, Denny, like over over 30 fantasy points in four straight games um, since Hachimura got traded. So uh, I like that call a lot. I think he's another value play. First game of the night, so like I temper my expectations um, on these 7 o'clock games. But on this slate, we have three 7 o'clock games. It's a little different. I mean, you definitely are going to use some roster spots um, in these games. Sacramento at Indiana taking on the Pacers. No total in this game. The Pacers on the second end of a back-to-back. Halliburton returned um, Thursday. We'll have to see if he sets the second end of a back-to-back. Smash. He played 36 minutes in his first first game back. So he did not miss a beat. But like you, I'm a little skeptical. They might give him the night off. So definitely keep an eye out with it being the the second night of the back-to-back. And on the other side of this game, the Sacramento side, I mean, one of the biggest news pieces of the, of the slate is De'Aaron Fox is out. So um, 
Uh, obviously, that's huge. That's huge. Um, so let's go Sacramento first. What are your thoughts here on the Kings? Yeah, Davion Mitchell is minimum price, 3K. I think he's the guy that steps in um, for De'Aaron Fox. We've seen that in the past. He would be a fantastic play. This is a, a great matchup against Indiana. Um, yeah, I mean, like right off the bat in, in these first two games, we have two amazing values, and there's still a lot of slate left with a lot of news left to break before the slate actually kicks off as well. I think I have plenty of value on the slate, but Davion Mitchell, along with Drew Eubanks, certainly going to grade out as awesome plays on the slate. Sabonis, I think um, this is the revenge game too, like the the big trade of Sabonis, the the Halliburton Sabonis trade. Um, Indy has struggled against centers, and Sabonis has been smashing. Had a couple of down games, but then went nuts against the Spurs, and now we have no deer and Fox, and Sabonis should see an increase in usage from that. Um, this is a, a fantastic spot for Sabonis. 10-1, probably not high enough for him in this matchup. I think all of the Spurs are in play, honestly, just because of the usage that Fox leaves behind. And you, the rest of the guys outside of Sabonis are all in that 5K range. Uh, Herder, Barnes, Keegan Murray has played a ton of minutes. Um, somebody has to pick up some usage here. Malik Monk, even off the bench, has seen big usage. He's 4,800. So I think this entire Spurs team, you can go about six or seven deep on, on not Spurs, Kings rather, on your Sacramento exposure here. Uh, Sacramento probably going to be one of my most exposed teams. Someone in the chat, uh, Richie asked, Mitchell or Deladova? I'm on Team Mitchell. I just, he's I gotten so the more, like, he's had the more opportunities throughout the season, like Deladova. Um, I think it was November he played 20 minutes and that's the most and that's the only time he played over 20 minutes this season so I just for me I, I just don't see it being Deladova I think it's going to be Mitchell um I think it's a, a potential spot where we we fire some shots at like Malik Monk at 4800 as well um I think he's someone that we could see a usage increase I mean Cord IQ tells us um that we're going to see a, a usage increase here for um, Monk. So Keegan Murray killed something me on that, night, on that real quick. Yeah, yeah. He, he was brutal. Um, Ken Herter is the guy that killed me. We saw him play only 22 minutes against Minnesota, and I thought that was potentially a fluke. But then Malik Monk got the run over him for a second game in a row um, yeah. against San Antonio. So Malik Monk has played 30 minutes in back-to-back games, and that's with De'Aaron Fox in. So I think they both play about 30 minutes in this one, but Monk and and I'm going right back to Herder as well. But uh, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Just wanted to note that kind of change in the rotation that we've seen over the last two games. I talked about this on the podcast yesterday. Keegan Murray killed me. He was one of my favorite plays on the slate the other night. Shot eight times. He was 0 for 8 from the field. Like he had seven rebounds. He had a couple assists. Like, he, he didn't change anything. Nothing changed. He just wasn't, sh- he just had a bad night shooting. And like, there's a lot of things I, I tilt about, but if my guy's getting minutes and he's getting shots, I, I can't be mad. I, I can't be mad. I, I can be, I can be mad, but I'm not going to be mad. How about that? That sounds better. Like he, he had a bad night. And I think that he put a lot of, a lot of sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. So, um with fox out we could see a few extra shots for like buddy healed 
or not Buddy Heel, Buddy Heels on the other side of this game, but we could see a few extra shots for Keegan Murray, um, Sabonis, Malik Monk type plays. Buddy Heald on the other side of this game. Um, I was getting ahead of myself, but love this spot for him. We've seen wings, we've seen like wing type players absolutely crush Sacramento for years. Um, so he's one of my favorite runback options. I really don't know if we see Halliburton play in this game. I think it's wild if they let him play in this game. He is he was what 20 almost 20 days um without playing and then played a bunch of minutes. Um so we'll see. Um I mean, I looked everywhere before we got rolling and to try to find any Halliburton news and I couldn't find anything um for him playing or not playing on th- Friday. So real up in the air. So give me your thoughts with Halliburton, give me your thoughts without Halliburton here um, for the Pacers. Yeah, I mean, highly interested in the game environment either way. Um, if Halliburton plays, like it's not comfortable on a back-to-back after missing so much time. But 9,200 is for what this guy has been this season. Like The assist rate has been awesome, getting a bunch of usage as well. Um, Halliburton would be a top play on the slate for me if he does go in this one. Um Aaron Neesmith, the guy that crushed on Thursday night, I don't like that was pretty random. Um, I actually played a little bit of him, but he's still 3,600. Um, Benedict Matherin is a guy that lost minutes. He only played 20 minutes in this on Thursday night. So Indiana is a team that is not afraid to shake up their rotation. Um, I don't know if that was back to back related. Like part of me thinks I might attack Matherin in this game fantastic matchup against a really fast Kings team and we've seen Matherin have huge usage off the bench so if everyone is afraid of him because he only played 20 minutes on Thursday night I'm I'm gonna take some shots on Matherin at 5900 um if Halliburton is out uh Nemhard is gonna be right up there with Mitchell or whoever starts at point guard for the Kings Nemhard's 3900 uh McConnell is priced all the way up to 6900 so Definitely paying attention to what happens with Halliburton. Very interested in this game environment. Um, it's Halliburton if he plays. If he doesn't, then and even if he does play, I, I still have interest in Matherin. Neesmith as a value piece, although I'm not sure we need it on the slate. And uh, if Halliburton is out, Nimhard certainly enters the conversation. Interesting game. I mean, so yeah. much potential. Like it's it's a seven o'clock game, but there's so much potential in this game um i said there was no lines out like fanduel has this game at 242 and a half so this game has for a seven o'clock like game i mean this might be one of those games you like kind of load up on um and like the next game's good too we got charlotte at yep. detroit right 240 and a half total in this game the pistons a one and a half point favorite over charlotte here um charlotte are they are they on a back to back? They are indeed, no, right? And yeah, they are. They played Thursday. Did they play Thursday? I'm so confused. Yep. Um, why in my head? Yeah, they, in my they head, played they played Chicago. Wednesday. Yeah, they played Chicago. You're right. Yep. Um, in my head, they played Wednesday. Um, but anyway, they played Tuesday. Yeah, Lamelo crushed on Tuesday. That was what it was. They're on the second end and, of a back to back on the Detroit side of things. Bagley's out. Cunningham's out. Joseph's out um we'll go charlotte first i mean lamello 36 minutes i just pulled it up 36 minutes on um 
Thursday night, this is a guy that he only missed like eight days. So I'm not as concerned for him to play a back-to-back as I am like some other people. I think he's going to be good to go on the second end of a back-to-back here against Detroit. Um, Unless they're tanking. <laughs> like, they're, they're yeah. competition for Detroit for the number one pick. Like, I could totally see Sharp pulling some shenanigans here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Um, maybe. Okay, I can get behind that, I guess, a little bit. Um, Charlotte side, first here, Keith. I mean, Detroit's one of the worst rebounding teams in the NBA. This is a spot Mason Plumlee could go, you know, 15-20 type game, 15-15 type game, 6,700. I think he's definitely someone that has high potential. Um, what are your thoughts here for Charlotte? Yeah. Very interested in this game as well. Like this is not a slate. I don't think you're going to be able to wait and see what kind of news breaks later on in the slate and maybe take advantage of some lower on plus because all three of these first games are really strong. Um, Gordon Hayward is a guy I certainly expect to sit. I don't believe he's played a back-to-back since he's been out with his injury. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if, if they do things beyond just because they're playing Detroit and they don't care if they win at this point in the season, I don't think. Um, I love your Plumley call. I think this is a, a great spot for him. Um, he's been playing really well recently. They've been unleashing him a little bit. He's been playing over 30 minutes much more regularly than he ever has. Um, so 6,700 in this matchup against Detroit. Really like that. LaMelo, if he plays, I'm, I'm highly interested. It's Detroit. These are two of the worst defensive teams in basketball. So um, That's part of the reason why we love this game. Like, Rogier is tough for me with LaMelo back. I think I would rather just find the salary to get up to LaMelo. Um, but, and then if Hayward's out, I think you can go even deeper, maybe a PJ Washington, um, Jalen McDaniels type of play. McDaniels, uh, yeah. We'll have to see. Yeah. We'll have to see what the injury report looks like for Charlotte, but fantastic matchup against Detroit. Um, they're all going to be in play for sure. Yeah. And like, if this is a game where we like see LaMelo get rolled out to Dennis Smith jr. You know, 3,900 against Detroit stays on the floor in any type of game script. Um, so just another guy to throw out there to pay attention to for Charlotte. But I like the I like the PJ Washington call. Um, McDaniels, if Hayward's out, LaMelo over Rogier, and that's going to be my take all year. Like Rogier will outscore him in games, no doubt, but LaMelo has more of a more ceiling. Um, 
just he has triple double upside and with Lamelo on the floor Rozier does not have triple double upside so he can score he's definitely someone you can look at point props for because Rozier is going to score the basketball um but DFS wise you need more than just scoring we've talked about this with like DeRozan for years it feels like on the Detroit side of this game I mean listen you have two of the worst teams in the NBA against centers um Mason Plumlee does not play defense this is a good spot for Durin, um, Jalen Durin. Like 5,400 is kind of a tough price tag. Stewart's there. He's just not playing a ton of minutes. I think Duran is someone that um, I could play in this spot and be okay with 5,400 because I know the ceiling is there in this matchup. Um, once I get past to him, though, it's kind of tough, man. I hate playing Detroit bogdanovich's price is kind of where it should be ivy is ivy and hayes like it's kind of a coin flip so if you're playing those guys you're probably making a group of zero to one um and just trying to get the right combination for that large shield tournaments he's only playing like 20 minutes a night but diallo is someone that like his point per minute upside is just there but i mean I hate playing Detroit, Keith. Their their rotations are very unpredictable. I don't mind playing a couple pieces in this game. I think it's going to be a very sloppy defensive game. Um, what are your thoughts on the Pistons? Yeah, similar to you. I, I'm not a fan of playing Detroit. Projecting them is a nightmare because they, they switch up their rotation all the time. They don't um, have a rotation. There is no rotation. Right. And, and it's like 11 or 12 deep also. So, like, nobody plays – upper 30s minutes it's all low 30s at most and you'll have a guy like alec burks has been playing almost 30 minutes for the last three games but it wouldn't surprise me at all if he saw like 20 minutes in this game they just do weird stuff like that um so yeah it's it's difficult to want to play them i i agree i think duran is my favorite of the bunch um bogdanovich has shown a little ceiling this year but the price is about where it should be great matchup so he's certainly still in play um but 6,600 is, is a bit of a tough ask. Bay has been playing minutes. I don't mind him, but again, his price is kind of up there too. Like Detroit is not near as attractive. If I'm stacking this game, I'm certainly going to go heavy on the Charlotte side and just use like one Detroit run back and, and hope I nail the guy who sees the run. Um, I think Duran is pretty safe to see it. We know Bogdanovich is going to play 30 minutes. Um, from there, it gets pretty dicey, but you can take shots on Bay, Hayes, Ivy and I think even Burks too. Um, but yeah, it, it's probably just going to be one run back on my Charlotte exposure for the, for the tr- Detroit side here. Yeah, it's a coin flip. It really is. Um, yeah. You know, we talk about San Antonio's rotations all the time and, you know, trying to figure them out. Detroit is it's tough. I was just looking, looking through like court IQ and game flow and like, there's no rhyme or reason to what they do. Um, and it, there's not like you could, you spend hours looking through game flow and you're still going to be, you know, kind of scratching your head when you get done with Detroit. Um, I mean, you're taking shots. That's what you're doing. You're, you're taking shots because you like the game environment. I, I forgot to mention Bay. I think he's another guy you, you could take some shots on in this spot. Phoenix at Boston. 226 total in this one. Celtics nine and a half point favorites. On the Boston side, Gallinari is out. Smart is out still. On the Sun side, Booker, Crowder, Payne, Shamit out. We'll go Phoenix first. Um, 
Hey, listen, there, everything wasn't terrible the other night. DeAndre Ayton had his over, I think it was 19 and a half <laughs> points, and he got a late bucket in that um, blowout of Atlanta, um, or Atlanta blowing them out for him to get over 20 points. That was nice. Um, as, as someone who was nice. heavily, expo- heavily exposed to Chris Paul, it was not nice. <laughs> <laughs> what a bad game. He, I mean, played- and that was against Atlanta. This is Boston. Boston, one of the best defensive teams in the league. What are we doing here with Phoenix? Phoenix has been just a disaster this season. Um, the Booker in- injury is obviously huge. He's on the cusp of returning, but doesn't sound like he's going to make it back for this one. Uh, sounds like next week for Devin Booker. So maybe Phoenix will figure some things out once Booker returns. But right now, it is a nightmare. I mean, just getting absolutely annihilated by Atlanta, who struggled on the road all season long. Um, just rough scene here for Phoenix. I don't mind the price on Paul, but I'm not sure that I can go back to that until I see it from, from them. Um, just a bitter taste in my mouth. With, with no Booker, like you feel like he's pretty safe, and then he just puts up an absolute dud. What he 11 DK points in 27 minutes in that blowout, just absolutely brutal. Um, I'm probably avoiding Phoenix altogether here. I just I don't think the team is in in good form, and it's a really tough matchup here against Boston. I probably fade Phoenix entirely. Yeah, I mean, these two teams played earlier this year, and um. Yeah, like Phoenix got shellacked in that game. It wasn't even close. Um, 125 to 98, Boston beat them with Chris Paul, Booker, and Nathan on the floor. Um, so now you're without Booker. I know Boston's without Marcus Smart, but does he matter that much? So I, I'm with you on Phoenix. Um, I will continue to take shots on Aiton's point prop if it continues to come in at that like 18 19 number um he's just a guy especially with Booker off the floor that I like to get 20 points a night so his average because I remember writing it up the other day um for scores and odds his average right now with um with these guys with Booker out is like per 36 minutes it's like 20 23.1 22.8 something like that it was one of those two numbers um so I mean that would be what I'm looking for. But overall, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in Phoenix. I honestly don't have a ton of interest in Boston. I think this is one of those games that's just going to be lower scoring and the pace is going to be down in this game compared to a lot of the games that we have on this slate. Um, So for me, this is just a game where I hope it doesn't go bonkers. Um, You know, we got 17th and 22nd pace teams. We got good defensive teams, you know, I think this is just one of those games that I'm like, please don't, please don't burn me type of game. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Um, as good um, or as bad as Phoenix has been offensively, they've still been pretty solid defensively, and they play still, like you mentioned. Um, Tatum's price is way up there at 11K. I know he's playing like an MVP this season. He could smash here, but I don't know that he's the most likely of the studs to do it. Um, don't mind the price on Jalen Brown either. I just don't love the matchup and I don't love anybody on the Phoenix side. So for me to want to target this game is just not somewhere I'm getting to Brogdon. His price has come up as well. I think he's still in play because smart is out, but like that's not comfortable either. Um, he's also somebody that 
is not necessarily guaranteed to play his 30 minutes that he's been seeing recently. I think with smart out, it's pretty safe. Um, but now that the price is up at 6,400, like you need him to play 30 minutes to pay that off. Um, Robert Williams is a guy who they've kind of been taking the leash off of slowly. We did get an announcement before that Brooklyn game that he did not have a minutes restrictions. Um, they, they smoked Brooklyn, so it didn't matter. Like nobody played their full allotment of minutes, but Robert Williams could potentially play mid thirties minutes here. Um, I don't mind shots on him, but yeah, not, not going to have a ton of exposure to Boston here. I like the Robert Williams skull. He'd probably be my favorite play from Boston in this game. Orlando at Minnesota. This game currently at 228. The Timberwolves, a five and a half point favorite on the Orlando side. Okiki is it on the Minnesota side. Forbes and Gobert, both questionable. McLaughlin, Carnathy Towns remains out. Uh, Prince is getting questionable. He's questionable. He's getting close. He's questionable. Um, close to returning questionable for this game. It's Friday. My like my my head is not communicating to what. The, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> right in the start of NASCAR season. Not like you had anything going on this week. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Orlando <laughs> side of this game, like jumping off the page to me is is nobody. Um, I I mean it's really hard with everybody healthy to have interest in Orlando. Franz Wagner at 6K, he's consistent. Wendell Carter Jr., 5,800. There's a little upside in that price. But overall, man, um, these are all large field tournament plays. And I don't know if I would play more than one player from the Magic because it just doesn't seem like there's a ton of ceiling for these guys with everybody healthy. So Paulo always in play. Minnesota, a team that struggles um, against the four. So Paulo is someone that could have a good game here. But, I mean... I don't have a ton of interest in the magic in this spot. Yeah, I'm similar. Um, I think Paolo would be my favorite. I think he's the ceiling guy on this team. Um, Has been a little bit inconsistent. Did play really well in both games against Philly. Um, So that was encouraging to see. 6,800, I think, is is a good enough price. You can take some shots on Paolo. The rotation is pretty rough, especially at the guard position. Um, I think Franz is safe at 6K and, and Wendell Carter at, at 5,800 are both fine. Um, but none of the three are guys I'm going to be heavily exposed to. And then I'm probably not messing with the guard situation. Yeah, I mean, Suggs, Anthony, Foltz, whoever has the hot hands getting the minutes right now. Um, it's as yep. simple as that. They have no problem with who's ever playing good just to let him play. Um, it was Suggs the other night against Philadelphia. He had a really good stretch. Um defensively he had like two or three steals um in a row like in a bunch in like bunches so um isaac didn't play wednesday again i don't think we can play isaac until after the all-star break i think they're going to be very careful this guy missed almost three years um so yeah i mean for the magic for me probably not a lot um they keep playing gary harris 28 minutes a night um (laughs) Crazy. <laughs> that sounds like a frustrated <laughs> magic fan <laughs> no, it just doesn't make any sense um okay. like you're you're giving harris 28 27 minutes 27 28 minutes and you're giving cole anthony like 16 18 minutes like like why why are you why why are you not developing him you're like you're not winning a championship this year like if someone could use gary harris i'm sure like 
get a draft pick, get some money, get something, you know? Anyway, Minnesota side of this one. Um, I mean, the Gobert news matters here. This is a spot that, like, if Gobert were to sit, we would definitely take some shots on some of these cheap plays. What are your thoughts here for Minnesota? Yeah, the Gobert news would be huge for Nas Reed. Um, like a couple weeks ago, Nas Reed struggled replacing Gobert, but this last game that he re- replaced Gobert, he went for 50 fantasy points. So that upside has been there. We've seen that multiple early season as well. So definitely keep an eye on the Gobert news. Nas Reed becomes a lock at 4,800. If Gobert is out, for me anyway, um, Anthony Edwards has been playing awesome without Carl Anthony Towns. Great matchup against the Magic. He's certainly in play. 9,900, totally fine. He has 60 fantasy point upside. Um, Russell at 7,200, like he's in play at that price for me as well. Um, like He doesn't have as much ceiling as Edwards, but he can certainly pay off 7,200. Um, if Gobert plays, I think you can take a look at him uh, he's been playing decent, and when when he does suit up, he's played 40 minutes and 36 minutes in his last two games. So, 6800 in a matchup against the Magic, don't hate that. Um, but really, I mean, I I hope Gobert sits and Nas Reed comes into play uh, because that would give us two really cheap centers who are just just absolutely phenomenal plays. Would make it a really interesting slate for tournaments. But like Edwards, if I'm paying up, um, don't mind Russell. Probably not going to like, like uh, Kyle Anderson. I know Anderson's been pretty good, but I just not a guy that I like to play. I think Anderson is someone you can play if Gobert doesn't play. Um, yeah. But now, like at fifty seven hundred, it's tough. But Nas Reed, yeah, you mentioned Nas Reed. He had a he had a stellar game against the Warriors the other night. Um, it was it was fun to watch. But Edwards in large field tournaments or like just taking his point prop, I think is solid here. Put up sixty three fantasy points against the Magic earlier this year. They, they struggle defending the three-point line. I talk about it all the time. I watch a lot of Magic games. They struggle defending the three-point line. Minnesota's going to try to push the pace in this game too, especially being at home. Orlando plays a little bit slower, so I think this is a good spot. You can you can take some shots in Minnesota just if you want to run it back. and That's where it gets kind of tough. All right, Toronto at Houston, 230 total. Raptors, six-point favorite, only up on two books, but that's what we're going to roll with. Uh, As far as the injury report in this game, on the Houston side, Green is out, Porter Jr. is out, uh, Tate is available. Doesn't say probable or questionable, it says available. On the Toronto side, OG is out, Porter Jr. is out. We'll go Toronto first. What are your thoughts here on the Raptors? I mean, matchup against Houston and a team that is really condensed in their rotation. So I think you certainly can find a ceiling here somewhere. Siakam is the guy who has the highest ceiling. He's also the most expensive. Um, <clears throat> snubbed on the All-Star game. So we've seen guys who get snubbed for the All-Star game come out like um, Embiid when he was snubbed as a starter came out just angry. And, and dominated. So I like this quite a bit. Um, I think the price on Van Vliet is fine as well. Um, Houston really struggles at point, point guards. Uh, and now Kevin Porter is out. Maybe Kevin Porter is part of the reason they struggle against point guards, but I don't think anybody they have behind him, like Deshaun Nix, isn't going to be able to slow down Van Vliet. Um, great spot for Toronto here. Those are my two favorites. Um, with Ananobi out, I think uh, Barnes and Trent are certainly in play as well. 
Preston Shachua is a guy who's been playing big minutes with it on an LB out. Um, the price is coming up to him almost to an uncomfortable level, 6,100. Like you can take shots on that, but I, I don't love that now that he's he's priced up. Um, I'd rather pivot, I think, to Boucher and just hope that the game kind of blows out and he gets a little bit of extra run. Um, but certainly interested in in a ton of of Toronto exposure with a really tight rotation and a great match against Houston. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Yeah, I mean, this game, it seems really good, right? It's just figuring out what pieces you want to take here. Um, yeah, I definitely don't mind Siakam in this game. I think he's like the safest, but also has the highest ceiling in this game. Um Point guards have, have crushed, crushed yeah. Houston this year. So, I mean, if Siakam's getting the ownership and Van Vliet's going overlooked, um, I mean, he just had a triple-double against Utah two nights ago. So, I think that he's in an excellent spot. Like I said, Houston just atrocious against guards this year. Barnes at 77, I like it. I don't hate it. I think it's like a 6X type play. On the Houston side, I mean, Eason, we should probably start with Eason. 19 minutes the other night, got in foul trouble. Did not matter. He didn't care. He's like, I'm going to get in foul trouble. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to save all of you that played me in DFS and put up 48 fantasy points in 19 minutes, and, you know, I'm going to do my thing. So, Obviously, we expect him to play more minutes than that. He got in foul trouble. KJ Martin's price has come up a little bit. It's tougher to play him. Eric Gordon is still cheap at 5,500. The role is there. Sangoon coming off of a game where he just he didn't have like a stellar game. The shot attempts haven't been there recently. Um, thought it was just matchup based, but a little concerned about his shot attempts here. I mean, this is a good team to target. Their the rotations are kind of nice. You know, and there's key people missing in this game. So they're letting these guys play. And I mean, that's what we want. Um, minutes equal opportunity. Yeah, with Green and Porter out, you can definitely take some looks here. Um, that price on Shangun is is now to a point where he has to continue to do what he was doing for a couple of weeks there where he was just smashing every night. Um, there's certainly a lot more risk now that he's priced up to where he should be for his ceiling. Um, when he was in like the six K's and putting up 50 fantasy points a night, 
he was just a, just jamming as much as you could fit in. At 9K, it's time to back off a little bit, I think. Um, still don't mind him. I think he, he could pay it off. Um, T- Toronto has struggled against big men. Um, the Eason stuff, like he missed so many shots close, and that's why he got 13 rebounds. Um, so he, he ended up getting there, but yeah, the foul trouble was, was a thing. Um, I think he, he certainly gets into the mid twenties in minutes here, as long as he stays out of foul trouble. Um, so I don't hate him. Um, especially if Jabari Smith is out again, you can certainly like Eason should be a lock to play 30 minutes if Jabari Smith is out, but Eric Gordon is is my favorite play here. 5,500. The dude has nearly a 30% usage rate with Porter Jr. And, and Green off the court this season, and it's not a small sample. It was almost near 400 minutes, and that was before the last game when I was doing research. Um, so, like, dude scored 25 actual points in that game against Oklahoma City. I think he has a great shot to do that again. 5,500 is too cheap for Eric Gordon. Did you think in February that you would be saying <laughs> Eric Gordon is your favorite play? Um, did not. I did not. <laughs> I did not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna move on. That's all I got. Philadelphia <laughs> at San Antonio taking on the Spurs. Two thirty-six and a half total in this game. Philadelphia nine and a half to ten to ten and a half, depending on where you're looking. Big favorites in this game, as it should be. On the Philadelphia side, Joel Embiid is questionable. Um, everybody else looks like they're playing on the Spurs. Their whole team is questionable. Um, yeah, I mean, Sokan is out. Vassal is out. Langford is out. Trey Jones is doubtful. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, so a lot of missing pieces for San Antonio. We'll get to that in just a second. Talk to me here. What are your thoughts on Philadelphia? Uh, my thoughts are I'm really scared this game's going to blow out. Joel Embiid yes. is going to absolutely smash for as long as he is on the he, court. I would not be shocked if he sits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see that. Um, he's dealing um with that foot injury this seems like a, a clear rest joel spot for sure um san antonio is not going to be able to put up a fight at all um even if they sat hard and two i think they could still win this game with maxi and tobias and whoever they have left um if i'm beating i don't know can can he get there in three quarters three and four minutes in the fourth quarter type of thing um, he's 11-3. I'm not sure. Like, I think he smashes as long as he plays, but I'll have to see where his ownership comes in. If everybody's thinking that way and he's coming in 8% owned, then maybe I take some shots on him. Um, but I, I am concerned about blowout here for sure. It's kind of the same deal with Harden. Um, I think Maxi would be my favorite play here at, at 5,900. Dude, this is a guy that can score like 30 actual points. Um, especially in like the Spurs play really fast, don't play defense at all. Um, Maxi could get a little bit of a run here uh, if they take it easy on on Harden and Embiid. Uh, so Maxi at, at fifty nine hundred, I think, would be the way I go. If Embiid ends up sitting, I think you can take a look at guys like DeAnthony Melton or Shake Milton as well, um, and obviously then whoever starts for Embiid, probably uh, Montrezl Harrell. 
if Embiid sits in this game, I have a ton of interest in Nang. Just saying. Yeah. At 3,500. Um, if Embiid sits, like, he's just, he's not coming off of the floor in any type of scenario. Um, he should get minutes if Embiid sits. Like, I think Nang at 3,500 just might be someone that, this news definitely affects and we need to be paying attention to on this slate. So San Antonio, it's, it's such a great matchup that like if Embiid sits, you know, we're looking at Tobias, we're looking at Maxi, we're looking at, you know, Melton, you know, on the San Antonio side, I mean, Jones doubtful, Sohan out, like Vassal out. We know that Langford out, like who's playing tonight for, for San Antonio. <laughs> I'm I'm halfway joking, right? Like I'm halfway joking. Um, yeah, I mean, who's play, who's playing point guard? They don't have a point guard on the roster outside of Trey Jones. Um, is Wesley? I think Wesley's in the G League. It's going to be Branham, um, I, right? Malik Branham, Branham. Yeah. He did yeah. get 32 minutes in the last one. Um, <laughs> Josh that's Richardson, all I got. Maybe. I mean, I think that's who yeah. it would be. I think. <laughs> Um, what are your thoughts here on San Antonio, Keith? I mean, with all these guys out, there's we have to cheap... have some interest, right? Yeah, that's what I was. There's some cheap guys who are going to be playing a lot of minutes here. Um, I think their their last game after Trey Jones with injury to kind of see, and the guys that got the run were Branham, like you said, Josh Richardson played 29 minutes in that game. Um, so those are those would be my first two looks, I think, for value plays. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think I'm going up to Keldon Johnson just because it's a like the matchup against Philly is is not ideal. It, I'm searching for value here, um, guys. Like, and even Richardson's price is up at 4800. So, Brandon at 3600 is the clear first look. I think you can mix in guys like McDermott at 3300. Even Bates Giop should get some run. Uh, 4400. Stanley Johnson, per- perhaps. What did he play in the last game? Um, he only got six, 15 and a half minutes in the last one. So probably still not there. But I think Branham's a good play. I think Richardson's still in play at that that price. Um, and McDermott, I, I don't mind some shots on at 3,300. I, I mean, I think it's going to be between Branham and Richardson getting the point guard minutes. Um Wesley got sent back down to the G League. He was up for three or four games or something, and he got sent back down. I know he was a guard. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets called back up for this game. With yeah, that's but, what I'm thinking. Because so, Jones left with in the middle of the game with an injury, so I bet they called yeah. him up before this one. But they sent him down like today. It doesn't make sense. So I get like yeah, those you're alerts. right. He was active in that last game. He still only played four minutes, so he's probably not in play regardless. But yeah, I I, yeah. I think they reactivate him. It's probably like a active days on the roster type of thing is why they sent him back down today. Yep. So Branham and um, Richardson, I think, are your Spurs. Podol and Collins, they're really splitting minutes. Uh, Podol had the game the other night. When he plays well, they give him the minutes. Um, extreme touchy situation, like. Keldon Johnson, 7,300, like, if this game were to stay close, if this game were to stay close, maybe. But, I mean, this is a spot I'm going to take some cheap spurs and move on. 
Um, and I hate playing San Antonio. It's been fantastic, like not playing them, but I think this is not a night where you're going to need to play some San Antonio. Too many people out. So everyone's going to probably play 25 minutes and no one's going to get there. So there you go. Atlanta at Utah, 240 and a half total. The Jazz, the Jazz, a one and a half point favorite in this one. Um, no one on the injury report from what I saw. So both teams good to go here. This game is a is a banger to finish out the slate right like we have an atlanta team that ranks 19th in defensive rating utah team that's 26 but we have two teams that are both inside the top 15 in pace like this game is a good one um we'll go atlanta first is this one of those games we might you know need to pay up for a guy like trey young or you know what are your thoughts here on atlanta yeah, I think they're like we already have enough value to get to Trey Young without problem, and it's not like Trey Young is 10K; he's 9400. So, matchup against Utah is phenomenal. Um, I, I really like Trey Young in the spot. Like this is this is a wild slate. Now that we've gone through it, like the, there's only probably one game. Like Phoenix, Boston is bad, but I could make a case for every other game environment on the slate. This this should be a pretty fun one. Uh, but this like the the late night hammer here. Trey Young is the guy. Uh, I think he he has the ceiling over DeJounte. DeJounte is cheap if you feel differently. Um, I just I generally target Trey over DeJounte on this team. He has a, a better usage rate, still the assists. Um, so Trey Young at 9,400, I'll find a way to get up to him. Shouldn't be too hard on this slate. And Clint Capella, I mean, with the Utah's struggles in the paint, um, Capella at 6,100. They haven't quite fully unleashed him yet. He's been in that 28-minute range kind of since he returned from injury. Um, but if if he does end up getting up to 32 minutes here, um, even if he plays 28 minutes, I'm, I'm interested because of the matchup. Utah really struggles against big men in the paint. Um, that's certainly where Capella makes his living. Um, probably don't need Bogdanovich on a slate without value. Like Bogdan would maybe be in play but i probably just look at, at trey and capella in this spot for the hawks i will say one thing really quick as far as like utah yes they have struggled against centers this season has it been better with kessler yes has olenic lost the job to kessler question mark but a strong maybe um strong maybe they've been they've I, been I, playing them together quite a bit actually it's been surprising Surprised me. I didn't really think they would do that, uh, but they have Vanderbilt. No, I meant as more well. defensively, like Olenek playing the four. Yeah. Maybe we need to be targeting yep. like wing type guys instead of like centers now against Utah. But I'm not saying Kessler's the best defender point. ever. I'm just saying like, does John Collins get Kelly Olenek defense in this game? Should we be looking at like John Collins? That's what I like in my head. That that's what I was going through. Um, should we be playing Collins instead of Capella today? Yeah, I, I don't hate that at all. Um, Yeah, and you can't look at the minutes from the other night. Like, anytime that Atlanta is going to be getting up on a team, Collins and Capella are going to be the first guys off the floor. Um, yeah. They need these guys healthy. And when the game's not close, they're getting pulled. So, I mean, there's risk, obviously, in that. You have teams that will play their guys no matter what. But I, I think this is a spot, like... I think Capella people are going to like, hey, you know, this is a team that stinks against centers. Well, Kelly Olenek stinks. Maybe I'm playing Capella today. <laughs> or not Capella. Maybe I'm playing John Collins today over Capella to make my teams different. 
So on the Utah side, I mean, Lori Marketing is kind of doing his thing. You know, you mentioned like Olenek playing a little bit with Kessler. It's kind of freed up Lori Marketing to do a little bit more. And he's been super aggressive recently. Like 10 free throws against Toronto the other night. He had eight against Portland two games ago. Like a little bit more aggressive marketing. Like this is a guy that can score 30 actual points and put up 10 to 15 rebounds um, each night. So, I gosh, yeah, I think you have to have a little interest in marketing. Clarkson at 6,400. Like, He's not a guy that's been great, but the price tag is fantastic for you know a game that should be super competitive. Um, Mike Conley has been a nice value play, over 30 fantasy points in four of the last five games. And like I mentioned, Kessler the other night against Toronto played 30 minutes. If they're going to keep giving him these minutes, like he's a low-owned center play that I think you could take shots on in tournaments. Um, I went through everybody, Keith, but hey, what are your thoughts on Utah? Yeah, no, I think you you nailed it. Uh, Markinen is the clear ceiling play. Dude's been playing awesome all year long. Like, just a completely different player this season. Um, and then Kessler was the one I wanted to mention, and you nailed the angle. Like, he's going to go overlooked on this slate um, because we have Eubanks super cheap. If Gobert gets ruled out and we get Reed too, Kessler's going to be like 5% owned. Um, Capella on the other side of this game. Uh, I, I really like Kessler, especially if, if he comes in low on like we we're both thinking that he is um, Conley Clarkson just kind of priced appropriately. Certainly don't hate them. If you want more exposure to the game, I think you could even throw Beezer, not a guy I love to play, but he has a little upside. Um, yeah. I mean, marking in for ceiling Kessler as a, a lower owned center, I think are, are both great options. Fun slate, fun slate yep. Friday. Um, probably get some crazy injury news um i don't think it'd be as crazy as thursday with the injury news but we do have a couple teams on the back-to-back so hopefully we get some news on that early in the day let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here for the weekend um before we do someone in chat richie i think it's richie again if joel sits does that make harden a lock keith what are your thoughts really quick on that i'm i'm still a little concerned about blowout even if Joel sits just because the Spurs are already horrible and now they're shorthanded as well. So I wouldn't say a lock at 9,600. He would certainly be an awesome play and probably one of the highest owned plays on the slate. Um, but I don't think you have to lock him in. All right. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go Eubanks here. Up 30 or could play 30 minutes. Uh, great matchup against Washington. Yeah, I mean, we're going to take two of the kind of chalkier plays here, Eubanks, and I'm going to go Branham from San Antonio. 3,600. I mean, he played 32 minutes the other night, and that was when Trey Jones played eight minutes. So I think we're going to see a really, really strong minutes game out of him. Can he shoot well? I mean, that's what we hope for every night. So over 8K to go under 5X. Who is your bust tonight? Give me Kyle Kuzma. 8700 with Porzingis and Beal in the lineup. That's just too much for him. Yeah, the price on him is tough. It, it really is. Yeah. It's tough. Um, I'm with you on Slow that. Slow-paced Portland team, too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Jason Tatum. And it's not that I don't like Tatum here. Like, he might end up in that, like, 55 range. 
it's just when I'm looking at the studs on the slate, he's going to be my least favorite, so I'm going to go Tatum. Favorite 6X play. Who do you got today? Um, Give me Demonis Sabonis. 10-1 with no De'Aaron Fox and a fantastic matchup against Indiana. I'm going to go Mason Plumley today. I really like this spot for Mason Plumley. Call me crazy. Um, I, I just this is a guy that I think can crush on Detroit here, man. And I think the minutes are there. I know it's second end of a back to back, but I don't really think that affects Mason Plumley. Looking through like his stats and everything, like he's played back to backs and got solid minutes on back to backs. So I'm not I'm not too concerned about the back to back for him. So Mason Plumley against Detroit. Let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Who do you got today? This is assuming Halliburton is playing, obviously. Um, but Matherin only playing 20 minutes last night, Thursday night, is going to scare some people away from him. He's a guy that can score a ton of points. I like the matchup against Sacramento. I'm not going to shy away. I don't think anybody's going to play him because of the uncertainty with the minutes. It wasn't foul trouble or anything. He just seemed to fall out of the rotation for whatever minute, for whatever reason. So um, I'll, I'm going to go right back to him with his awesome matchup against Sacramento. For what it's worth, really quick, I just want to note this. If Grant sits for Portland, we you know, we talked about Eubanks and Little. Um Gary Payton played 29 minutes the other night. I did not realize that. So uh that has nothing to do with my let's get weird GPP play of the day or anything like that. It just um I was just I was thrown off by it, I think is the best way <laughs> to say it. Um, my let's get weird GPP play of the day today. I think the guy that I was going to say is not going to be low owned. So I'm trying to pivot here. All right. I, I'm going to go with my original. If he's chalky, then I'm sorry, but give me Fred Van Vliet, um, from Toronto. I don't think he'll be chalky. Maybe popular, like it's a matchup against Houston. His price is kind of high. Give me Fred Van Vliet. I like this spot a lot for him today. Keith, any well, bets I think your pl- I think your pl- your Plumley play will be low on too. I think so. If you wanted to flop, flip those, um, Van Vliet, I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where ownership comes. I think Trey Young will be more popular than than Van Vliet certainly. Um, and obviously, we have some cheap guard value with Sacramento and San Antonio situations too. So. He, I don't if think Embiid gets rolled popular. out too. Like Harden is in that price range of Van Vliet, so not in the yep. price range, but close enough where I think people will go to Harden. Yep, Halliburton's similar if he plays. Yep. All right. Any bets? Any props that you'll be looking for here today? So I know Atlanta has struggled on the road all season long, but they absolutely smoked Phoenix. I think Atlanta's Utah. Surprised to see them as underdogs. Uh, I know Utah's a tough place to play, um, but Atlanta plus one and a half. I, I would take a stab on that. Yeah, I like that one. Um, man, Philly minus nine and a half. <laughs> if you are listening to the Seems podcast, a little right short, now, right? <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're listening to the podcast right now, hello. If you're watching, hi. Um, 
and you're in a state where you can bet on DraftKings, you can get Philadelphia minus nine at minus 110 right now um, on DraftKings Sportsbook. Yes. That's all I got. All right, Keith, we're going to get out of here. I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. If you're playing some NASCAR, I'll see you over in Discord and the live show on Sunday. If not, we'll be back Monday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you then.